Warning. This podcast discusses paranormal activity and other topics some might find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, everybody. This is your host, Ashley, and welcome to Ghost Gossip. It's been a long time, and I have missed you so much. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is David Keck, and he is a podcaster from the Surviving Podcast. David and I are both a part of another true crime group, and he had commented on a post and Instantly, we started talking and connecting, and here he is today to tell us his story. Welcome, David. Thank you for being here. Ashley, thank you so much for having me. I've become such a fan. Like, I've listened to you all day. <laughs> like, I, I'm obsessed with what you're doing, and I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited you're here, too, because I told you before my podcast has been slightly neglected, and you have helped me get excited again about it. And I'm just so honored to have you. Yeah, absolutely. And like I was telling you before, th- this is the first time that I'm actually sharing this story on a public platform. So I will ask for some grace to begin with. <laughs> oh, all the grace, pouring it into you. You take your time, whatever you need from me, I am here. I cannot wait just for transparency. I have no idea the story that he's going to share. So we are hearing this together right now. Yeah. So I am an open gay man in the South and I did not know hate existed until nine years ago. And I was a victim of a brutal hate crime, which is, what led me into my podcast and i know that that is completely fast forwarding but there were so many things that started so many light bulbs i guess that started going off um for me because after my trauma i became more aware of things and more in tune to things which caused other events that had previously happened before my trauma to make more sense. And, and I have spent some time with my family and with myself putting it together, but I've never shared it on a public platform. And so I'm so excited to share this with you today. Um, So I guess I'll start with my Dad's father uh, was murdered um, about, I think it was nine years before I was born in a boating accident. And all of the, I know, I know, I know it sounds like I'm starting off with something tragic, but I'm like, whoa, (laughs) just right out the gate, right out the gate, but it will all make sense when when I take the story. So, (laughs) so, um, I never got to meet him, but there was a story that my family always shared. My mother and father had me at 14 years old. And so 
my grandfather at that time had passed, but when they had the, the um, baby shower for me or for my mom and dad, my mom opened up a card and was reading a card uh, from my grandmother that said, if Jimmy was here, which is my papa, um, if Jimmy was here, he would love you just like we do. And his picture fell off the wall. So fast forward to me being about, uh, well, not about, I was nine years old and I don't know if I should give a trigger warning or not. There's some tragedies that are going to happen in this story and, and it will all make sense, I guess, hopefully in the end. Um, but I was still living with my father, of course, with, in the house that he grew up in, which is the same house that my grandfather last knew. And my bedroom was the bedroom that my grandmother and grandfather shared. Next door to me lived my uncle, and he had a daughter that was just a few months younger than me. And so she and I grew up together. Her name is April. I have permission to use her name. She is still to this day one of my best friends, right? And so I was either staying around at her house or she was staying around at mine. Well, this particular night, she was staying around at my house. And we were laying in bed, cutting up, you know, we were supposed to be asleep hours ago, but we're kids being kids, right? And door flies open and there is a white figure standing in the doorway, motioning for us to come with him. Of course, we're (laughs) kids, we freak out, um, but we ride it off, we go to sleep. So you didn't go. We did not go. Okay. We did not. We did not leave the room. <laughs> so a few hours later, the bedroom door once again, <laughs> and we're in trouble because there's water from our bedroom door down the hall to the back door that leads to the pool area. Mind you, my grandfather drowned. I just got covered head to toe in chills. Yeah. And so, of course, we try, April and I try to be vocal about this, but it almost becomes one of those things where it's like, you all snuck out of the house, you got into the pool, you shouldn't have, you're making up stuff. You know, oh. to to just not get in trouble, and they separated us. Well, my grandmother takes me and my little brother, and we go. We pick up my great aunt, my great great aunt, <laughs> and so it's me, my little brother, my grandmother, my great aunt, and my great great aunt. We um, go and put to put flowers on all the husbands' graves because all three of their husbands have passed away. And it was kind of a ritual that we did, you know, pretty much every month. So driving home from the putting flowers on the graves, we 
get hit by a drunk driver. Oh, no. And, yeah. And it kills my grandmother, my great, great aunt, mm-hmm. and my great aunt. My brother and I barely survive. Um, our accident was actually the first one in Tennessee to be considered a vehicular homicide by a drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Like all those laws were passed in my family's name. But what's so crazy about it is it happened feet away from the bridge that my grandfather was murdered. Oh my gosh. Oh. So looking back on it now, it's almost like he came Uh to the bedroom that Uh he, that was his bedroom bringing, asking her to come with him. He was calling for her. Yeah. Oh, So this happened on March 28th, which if anyone knows anything about me, (laughs) I'm obsessed with Reba McIntyre and that is her birthday. The last thing I remember is the radio station saying happy birthday to Reba. Uh, She has been such a part of all of this journey, which is crazy to me too. But um, another thing is my grandmother, the one that that was killed in this accident, had said that for her birthday, all she wanted was just a single rose. She just wanted a rose. Well, the car accident happened on March 28th. Her birthday is April Fool's Day, which was April 1st. And that happened to be the day that she was buried. Oh. And... A week later, after uh, the burial, when my dad went back to the gravesite to, you know, kind of clear the flowers and stuff, there was a single red rose that had grown in between her and my grandfather's um, burial plots. Oh, wow. And like, like he noticed it and it was not part of like any arrangement. It was like, through the ground that's that's amazing that's beautiful isn't that oh. i mean isn't it though but i feel yes. like i feel like there's always i feel like my grandpa has always been trying to be with me somehow right you know like like his passing his tragic passing and and then him coming for my grandmother and her tragically passing in a horrific accident feet away mm-hmm. from where his accident happened 20 years later you know like it 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 didn't occur to me then but as I'm starting to put these pieces together and as I hear stories that that you and your guests have shown I was like you know maybe I'm maybe this is something oh absolutely I I believe it I told you in writing or through our messages, I am one of these super big believers (laughs) and my husband sometimes has to like, bring me back like logic, Ashley logic. And I'm like, no. So I truly believe that is definitely your grandfather being with you and coming to her and being with her in that moment. It terribly tragic to happen, but 
it really is beautiful to know that or to believe that she wasn't alone. They weren't alone. They went together and he was there to make sure that they were comforted. Yeah. It's one of those like romantic stories that that, (laughs) like the notebook, you know, but, but that we just can't wrap our minds around because we're, we're society tells us that, no, this is wrong. This is, this isn't right. Like, you're you're having some kind of mental health issue if you believe and see these things you know right and because that that, that that's the safe easy response that's you know? the tangible response you know anything that we can explain away by mental health or by you imagined it or it was a house settling that's a lot easier to comprehend than grandfather is hanging out being a spirit guide, watching over you and being there for grandmother when it's her time, or even though it's tragic, you know, being there for her and making sure she got her rose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I'm not trying to get like emotional and stuff about this, but my goodness, like, I mean, it's It's scary, but it's beautiful at the same time. I cry on here all the time. (laughs) You go for it. (laughs) yeah right but then but then you know when I went through my trauma nine years ago after I started sensing things and feeling things and being more aware of things and it's like people will I will I will see somebody and I will know their story before they tell me you know and and of course I always want to try to write it off as why would I know this? I'm not good enough to know this. Like it's some kind of, it's a coincidence. It's some kind of something. And, and, and at some point I've just got to accept it that maybe, maybe I am opening myself up to something. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is one of those things. It happens to me often the other day, for example, I had a feeling somebody was standing outside my house I had no idea if somebody was actually standing outside my house, but I actually looked over at the door because I was half expecting somebody to walk inside my house. But my husband and I were home. The kids weren't home. And it turns out it was my friends who was over her husband. He called her and said, I'm outside Ashley's house. Are you over there? And I just like my eyes got big. And so she left. And I looked over at my husband. I was like, I knew he was outside before he ever called. Yeah. 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 It, it, mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm really trying to open myself up to, um, I think off the record, I had told you that I have a, a friend that is famous for being psychic. Yes, you know? yes, yes. And, and mm-hmm. she and I have had conversations because she had even reached out to me one day and was like, David, you're struggling with something and I need you to understand and open yourself up to believing that what you're struggling with, you really are seeing, you really are feeling, and it's a gift. And it happens to people who have been in traumatic situations. And and having that conversation with her, I was like, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe, maybe this is real, you know, and maybe, yes. maybe it is a gift and, and, and I need to open myself up to that, to use that, you know, and it, it's, I, I feel like, 
I feel like we all have the ability. It's just how open-hearted and open-minded are you allowing yourself to be? I completely agree with you. I think there's things always all around us, but we are so programmed by how we were raised or how society is to be like, no, that's not right. That's I'm making that up or I've heard that before, or there's an easier explanation than something we cannot explain because we as humans, I believe we want explanations. We want Mm -hmm. hard black and white proof. We want explanations that we can understand and share. And this with paranormal, you can't like, you can't explain it. There's people all over the place trying to hunt it. And Somebody asked me once, do you ever ghost hunt? And I was like, <laughs> no, they find me. <laughs> like, yeah. no, I don't go looking for this. <laughs> <laughs> they obviously know where to come. So <laughs> I'm a beacon just right here. Well, I have a I have a question for you. Did yeah. did your friend explain why trauma can cause more openness um, or or being able to sense things such as what you're talking about. Did she explain like maybe what causes that? She did in a way. And so my answer to this will be a little bit of what I have put together personally for myself on top of what she has put together, but kind of like what we were talking about, kind of like what you're saying is we need a tangible answer. Right. right and right. when we hear these stories of the monsters underneath the bed, you know, it happens to someone else. You yes. Know? And when, when it happens to you, it changes everything. Everything. You know, um, when and I'm not trying to make it about this but I feel like it's fitting but Cliff notes when when a man broke inside my home and violated my body and my home that was what I seen in scary movies yes that, that didn't was, happen to people like you it right. happened on TV yeah that happened way over there And so, so when that became a reality to me, when, when those fantasies, when those sapphires, when, when, when those things became a reality to me, it opened my mind up sometimes to my detriment, to be honest, I'm working on trying to get control of that. Yes. But, you know, but, but sometimes it's just that where is the boundary and now I've got to to reset that boundary and while I'm trying to find that boundary I think it's opened it up for me to be accepting and acknowledge that there's other things that exist besides us right what we can see and feel and hear and there's so much more beyond that and it's somewhat terrifying at times but other times it's interesting and mystical and like but what if and then when things like this happen to you and to me and to so many others it's like wait what 
And then when you find somebody who's like you that has like experiences, it's comforting to know that you're not alone and you're not going crazy. Like, okay, I might have really seen my grandfather and I know I didn't go in that pool. That water came from somewhere. It wasn't me. And then right. uh, it is so comforting. And uh, so have you had, as an adult, have you had things happen since your traumatic event, like additional things that have happened? So I've not had any uh, like ghosts or spirit things right. that 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 I know of happening but I've had these realizations of things I've had these moments of uh, literally I can almost see that connection and right. with with someone else you mm-hmm. know um and and not to sound corny but you and I have shared a, a few like like in the beginning we shared a few messages and immediately I was like this is a safe place. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's almost this, this new sense that I have. Yes. And, and, and just being open to that. And so, so I can't say that I've had more um, ghost experiences, but the fact that I'm allowing myself to read other people to, to feel the vibrations to, 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 understand a gut feeling trusting it yeah that's huge too because if you think about i know when i went through my trauma i didn't trust myself so i trusted in other people more than i trusted myself and i ended up being hurt multiple times and now i'm i'm older and I have children and I've learned some lessons, but now like if my gut feeling says that that heifer is not okay, that heifer's not okay. And she's not going to get near me and my energy and she can just stay over there and be all negative and low vibrating over there. And right. like you have a high vibration and instantly like we like you were talking, you know, we started talking back and forth and it was just like, I like this person. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good person. Yeah. So. Yeah. I totally understand what you're saying. And that is maybe not paranormal, but spiritual to an extent. Sure. But, but you know what? Like I still, even though I feel like my grandfather used me to, to, to find that peace and, and to lay my grandmother to peace and rest, I don't feel like the job was is done i just feel like i'm seeing it and using it in a different way and and for a better way you know i i i feel like my grandpa is with me you know um and and that's really cool like i never got to meet him you know Mm -hmm. but but when i see my distant family on his side and they're like you have jimmy's smile i'm like yeah I do you know what I mean like I see it and and like I I love that like I love that I have that connection you know um that there I believe in those stories that are even destructive sometimes luckily for me like I think that my grandpa who I never met is my guardian angel I believe that just talking to you I believe that I was going to say spirit guide, ancestor, 
he is with you. I I fully believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he told you he was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like in my mother's womb and his picture falling and, wow. and there's 20 people that are still alive. That was like, Oh, I remember when mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that, like, it's crazy that you say that because that's one thing that my family has always said is that was Jimmy's way of saying, I got David for good, you know? Oh, I love that. My grandfather's mine. And I find dimes everywhere. Dimes in the most random places. I find them on the road where I live, just walking. I find them on shelves at grocery stores. I find them in my closet in the middle of the floor. And at first I could just, oh, somebody dropped a dime. But I find so many, like, Last week, I was having a conversation with my father on the phone at a softball game, looked down and in the grass, and we were talking about my grandfather and in the grass at my toes was a dime. Wow. Have you ever found that through stories or anything like what the dime could represent with it? It means spiritual guidance and a message from a loved one or an ancestor letting you know you're on the right path. I love that. I do too. I do too. So I was going to tell you, look out for stuff. Yeah. And there might be messages from your grandfather if you see them repetitively, whether it be cardinals. I know a lot of people see cardinals or butterflies or dimes or uh, something that's not something you would normally see. Just So I don't know if this would be a thing or not, but the only thing that I know to relate it to is my grandfather was a fisherman mm-hmm. and was really good at it. And, and that's kind of when the murder thing with him happened was on a fishing trip. Oh. Um, My brother's son, one of my nephews is like one of the best, like has been on TV shows as really? a fisherman in high school, you know? And so <laughs> Uh, I remember one of my first dates um, with with a guy after I accepted who I was out of the closet. He asked me if I want to go fishing. I was like, "Does anything about me <laughs> <laughs> look like I want to go fishing?" You know, but it's like somehow fishing always comes up. Like I I get drawn to. I know this sounds silly, but I could be like walking through like Walmart or a mall and I will see like a fishing store that has like bait, like mm-hmm. and not live bait, but like lures, like, yeah. Lure, okay, see, I don't even know the top. <laughs> but but I'm like, oh, that's pretty and shiny and sparkly. And then I'm like, oh wait, that's like a fishing hook. But like, you know what I mean? And it's like somehow I'm always just drawn to that. And I had always wondered, like, is that a thing? I've never found one just randomly laying around or anything, but I'm. Watch you find one now. (laughs) (laughs) Watch you find one. (laughs) Be ready for that text message. I am ready. I am ready. Oh my God. I will just be at work going. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I, I would not, if that was his thing, that would not surprise me at all. Like, especially like in a mall or something, then you're up on a fishing store. I don't. I have never, maybe Walmart, like with my husband staring at him, like, why am I in this aisle? Come on. I'm going over to the clothes. There's a clearance rack right over there. But yeah. 
not the fishing in like a mall like uh, right yeah it's like it just kind of just pops out of me you know and i love it i mean i've been fishing a time or two like my dad fishes but not like my grandpa did you know what right. i mean like it, it's not a predominant i may have a memory but not like a predominant like right 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 thing and for whatever reason it's like Am I supposed to be on ESPN? <laughs> is that is that did I say it right? I think I <laughs> am think I supposed that's to be a, on like this fishing show? <laughs> I think that's a, a sport channel, yes, but I don't know if they do fishing. Daniel, can you Google that for us? Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, he is my like seriously, he is my walking and talking encyclopedia. He is full of random facts. I could text him right now and be like, what's the channel? where the fishing show is they'll probably ask me what year oh my gosh i was i've been listening to your show (laughs) and on one of the episodes uh daniel came on and (laughs) you all were cutting up in the beginning you were like he's been hired and fired hired again just to fire him again and he was just so patient and so calm and it was like both their voices are so amazing that when they have me on as a guest people will be like oh this is I, you had friend dresher on this is not what i expected <laughs> friend dresher <laughs> oh no i i try to like i am like I, I am high strung and i can speak really fast and then my words kind of like mumble together so i'm i try to speak slowly so i don't mumble so that's all that is it's fine it's fine in real life especially being in the south as you know because you're also in the south people especially in south carolina they speak much slower sometimes and if i get going i just go and i get that stare like what (laughs) so i i try (laughs) Uh, we do the best we can that's right All, all we can do is all we can do absolutely I will say, like, it feels good saying all of this out loud. Like, I've always, I mean, of course, my family and I, again, will be sitting around the dinner table or whatever, you know, when we're all together and it'll come in conversation sporadically. But as time goes on, so does conversations and thoughts and memories, you know, and and so to, to rehash this today with you like it feels nice i'm so glad like i feel i feel my grandpa with me i feel my my grandma with me and you know i i i I don't want to make this about something that it's not but you know people always ask the question of you know if, if you got to speak to someone that you were close to that is no longer with you like what would you ask them and being a homosexual was never a thing for my family. Um, but my grandmother, who I was very close with, and my grandfather, who my spirit seems to be very close with, I never got, I, I was not an out open right. man with mm-hmm. them. And so one of my questions would have, anytime that has ever been asked to me has been, you know, my answer has been, I would love to ask them like do you accept me you know do you do you love me for 
me, you know, and, and I feel like, I feel like I'm getting that answer. I know I'm nobody, but I'm just going to say, just sitting here and thinking, like, I just have this thought that it's the only answer is yes, that yes, he does accept you and he's so proud of you. And that's just my overall feeling. Now I might be biased because I think you're awesome, <laughs> but I mean, from the it. moment, <laughs> the moment you start talking about him and about your past and coming out, I mean, I just sitting here thinking like, Hey, must be so proud. Thank you. I don't think that you realize the gift that you were giving me today. So, <clears throat> um, made me cry now i'm a crier like i know this is a, a ghost story podcast and i'm not trying <laughs> to make it all emotional but so so i'm not sure when this episode will be released but we're recording the day before halloween and halloween is has always been my favorite holiday i'm planning on tomorrow yeah it might be later and in the day but i'm planning Oh, I love that. So, but with that being said, one of the things I felt that was stolen from me was my joy for Halloween. Um, I got to feel like I could dress up and be accepted. I, I was able to dress up and be somebody else that the world would accept in, in just those few moments. And I I didn't know to be scared of things, you know, um, what I don't think that, that, you know, is my attack happened on the 23rd of October. So just a few days ago, like, like last week, the 27th, I think is the day I got to come home from the hospital and the day before Halloween. So nine years ago today is, is when I found out what actually happened to me when the detectives came to my house I was talking to my family and was like no this was a hate crime and this happened and so so this week is a rough week for me and the thought of someone ringing my doorbell now unexpectedly is terrifying to me and and I I battle it every year i live in, in a great neighborhood with lots of kids i want to give them all the candy but every time my doorbell rings my heart races you know and so sometimes i think the universe or my grandpa or my grandma or whatever works in mysterious lovely ways but having this conversation with you today is is a gift that i don't think that you realize you were given me because I, I needed it today. I mean, tomorrow is Halloween. And every time that that doorbell rings, I'm faced with a, a trigger or a fear, you know? I would just turn your light off. And but you know what? I don't want to do that though, because that means you know. again. You know what I mean? That's true. Like, like you're I so get, right. Yeah. Like I get what you're saying. Like I could just turn off and come upstairs and just hide mm -hmm. away. But that means you win. That's true. I'd get and it. I'm I, tired of him winning. Damn it. But, he's not going to win anymore. Yeah. But because of, of having this conversation today, like I really think that my grandpa and grandma and you and the universe and the spirits, all the things are working together for us to have this conversation now, because now I'm like, 
I didn't let that doorbell ring. I've got the good candy bars. Like I have the, you, you got the, like big the king size. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to load my child up. We're going to drive to Tennessee. We'll love see you it. later. I love it. She's going to be Barbie. She's going to be fabulous. She is. I extra love that. <laughs> she is. Please amazing. send me all the pictures. I love that. I will that. send you a picture. She's going, she loves, we go to my sister's neighborhood because they have the big candy bars. And she's like, mom, I'm like, <laughs> that's called the candy tax. Uh, 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 Bring that over we're, here. We're going to the rich people neighborhood. You got that right. <laughs> I don't buy candy bars in this neighborhood in this economy. <laughs> right. I'm going to be handing out life tips. <laughs> so, I don't. I don't know how much time we have. You. Yeah. I would love to know your opinion on Ouija boards. And, and oh. you, you may. You may have covered it in some of your episodes. I'm just not there mm-hmm. yet. You haven't okay. I would love to know if you wouldn't mind like your thoughts and opinion on this. I have thoughts. Okay, I'm I'm fluffing because I'm like <laughs> okay, so I used a Ouija board once when I was oh gosh, how old was I? I was in elementary school, it was either fourth or fifth grade. So I was about a little older than my kids now. So about 10. We played the Ouija board during a sleepover. And I swear that thing was moving we all swore that we weren't doing it. So like when I look back, I'm like, Oh, one of them were doing, it, it wasn't me, but one of them. Well, then one of them actually like laid down on the ground and they wouldn't wake up around the same time. And what I just thought one of them, they're messing with me. You know, I'm the easier scared one. I've always been scared of certain things that are like horror films and scary movies because I have such a, like a photographic memory that I see things over and over and over when I close my eyes. So I try to not watch things that upset me because I will see it all the time. And so I was like, they're just messing with me. They know I'm a little chicken shit, you know? And then the board started to like shake. And so we put it in the freezer (laughs) because that makes all the sense in the world. We're going to freeze those demons. (laughs) So I thought I had imagined it. One of my girlfriends that was with me actually started working with me. And she, when I were talking the other day and I said, did I make that up? And she said, no, you did not. And none of us were doing it. I have already threatened my children. They are because of everything that happens in my house. And because there used to be 32 mirrors in this house, all facing each other. And it used to be one giant portal in my mind. Yes. Right. I have told them they are not to do the bloody Mary in this house, they are not to bring a Ouija board in this house and they're never to touch one because mama don't play with that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, and of course you like you read and it's all about an, it, it, your intent and how you do it. Right. And so, so I guess like, cause I have the same thought process as you as I want nothing to do nothing. with that. Mm-mm. And so, so even if you did it with an intent, you're still like, even with a good intent, you're still, so I'm not, a, I'm not a bad person for thinking that I just don't want nothing to do with that. No, not at all. Because okay, I think <laughs> what happens. To, okay. So this is my amateur interpretation of opening yourself up. When you intentionally invite something in that opens the door to invite other things in. But when you protect yourself and you say, ancestors watch over me, I only invite in love and light, then you are inviting in your ancestors 
and really in my, I guess this is my, maybe how I justify things. I don't invite anything else in living in a haunted house. There were things here that I came into and they made my life very difficult for a year. And I have finally kind of taken control. But when you, I'm, I, I don't invite anything in. I am constantly love and light only. And with Ouija boards, usually it's not love and light that in my experience, just listening to stories, you're not in, you're not introducing love and light from a Ouija board. It's usually something negative, something bad, something that wants to manipulate or uh, take advantage of the fact that you have usually amateurs like 10 year old girls opening that door and not knowing what they're playing with. And I know people are like, it's just a board game. That board shook and we put it in the freezer. All right. And I don't think we said goodbye. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I think it's, the intent right Mm -hmm. and so so we hear all the time that people think that their child is seeing something well because their child that has not already been told that if you do you're crazy if you you know we've Mm -hmm. not already implanted those seeds so that they're more open-minded there's no filter there because there's no filter Mm -hmm. and as they grow up we're like oh no there's no monsters under your bed no there's nobody in your closet no you don't see anything there you know that's not a scary part you know like we we do all these things and to where Mm -hmm. finally it's like there's all these walls and that is what causes us to get to where a lot of people are in their 30s and 40s or on of no you know Mm -hmm. that this isn't real and so i think that that is why the the spirits even negative intent spirits mm-hmm. can can grab onto those things because children especially when they're in those pubescent years uh-huh they're not going they're going into it with curiosity right they don't, they, they may not know if their intent is to be good or evil mm-hmm but just being open-minded to that curiosity is a They're game like, thing. what if, what yeah. if what my sister's telling me is true? Yeah. And there's more because than one No that. one's going to have the curiosity of it. Let's play Ouija board and hope that like some good thing happens. You know what I mean? I it's like, know. let's play Ouija board because we hear that there's, it's kind of like the Bloody Mary game <sighs> or the elevator game. Don't even get me started on Alyssa Lamb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my, we could talk for hours. <laughs> the, the ghost podcast is coming into a true crime podcast. <laughs> All my loves. All my loves. All Love it. of them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, unless you have me as your mother and then it's like, mom, I saw something. What did you see? Yeah. Where was it? What did it look like? <laughs> That's me. Cause I'm like, well, hold up. What has come into this house that I don't know about? Because for a time it was a lot it was multiple things and it was too much for me to handle and I was to the point the last interview I did was for another haunted podcast and while I was being interviewed by them I could not find words like I am starting to slur I'm starting to lose my train of thought and in the basement I've seen a shadow move in my podcast studio I just got covered in chills again and I mean I was I was incoherent at some parts. I listened back and I'm like, I was being affected by something in that moment because it didn't want me to talk about it. 
but I yeah. find it gives me power to talk about it. Yeah. Well, you know, I even had the same thought because when you and I first started trying to record, there was a lot of lag and a lot of breaking up uh-huh. and, and you on were my like, end. Yeah. And you're like, I'm downstairs. I to go upstairs. So like, no, I feel bad. And you're like, no, let me do it. Things have been fine since you went up, went upstairs, you know? And so a part of me, like I had that thought when I was waiting on your text message, say, Hey, try to log in again. I had that thought of is something purposely trying to interfere. Yes. The last time I recorded, it was my mind. It was messing with, there was nothing wrong with my computer yeah. or my Wi-Fi. It was my mind. And I was embarrassed. I actually reached out to one of the guys afterwards. And I was like, I am so sorry. Like I tried, I knew what I wanted to say, but it's, I couldn't find the words. And I'm like, no, you did great. But I'm like, no, you don't understand. I am very articulate, especially when it comes to this. And I could not think. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So that's where I'm at in your podcast right now. I think it's episode six that you're talking about um, uh, your your interview and saying exactly this. It might be six or seven. I feel like it was, there was the Bible. Yes. And then. Oh, that Bible, man. We still have it in the house. How, wow. Mm-hmm. I won't let him throw it away because I have a feeling it's going to make it worse if he throws it away. Yeah. And and to hear like you were saying how I the house was built in 1999, you're like, that yeah. wasn't too long ago. Like that's not old no. enough to be haunted. But when when you're if you and your spirit is attached to something, when you've put your blood, sweat, and tears into something, and it reminded me of we had built, or I'm sorry, we had bought uh I was still in high school at the time. My mother and stepfather had bought this gorgeous house and it when when you're talking about your house it um, like it is almost describing this house you know like it had it wasn't a mansion by any means but but they had like a library Mm -hmm. and just you know all all these different just things things that aren't usually in a single family home right and so my mother, she has always been in tune with things as well. Right. And she was like, there's just something that's mm-hmm. not. And she kept saying how, like, there's a man staring at me in the hallway. When I, like, I'll wake up and I feel someone just staring at me in the hall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so she went on and on. Of course, we all want to laugh it off. You know, mom, you're so silly, blah, blah, blah. Well, My mother and stepfather was going on vacation for two weeks. And so my brother and I were going to stay at my dad's house. I mean, I was in high school. My brother's two years younger than me. So he was either beginning of high school or in the middle school, right? Not old enough to be by yourself for two weeks. Probably not, no. However, (laughs) I was the kind of kid that was like, I'm responsible. I've got a house key. I will just go stay there by myself. You know, it'll be fine. And before my mom went, she went down to the neighbor's house and was just like, hey, um, you know, we're fairly new to the neighborhood. We um, are actually going on vacation. There will be certain cars in and out of the driveway because of some, you know, remodeling that we're doing. We just want to make you all aware. Blah, blah. 
So while my mom was inside the house, she saw a picture of this man who was in a suit and a top hat. And she was like, who is that guy? Why do they always got top hats? <laughs> and, and the lady was like, oh, that is my dad. He's the one that um, had the house. So she had a child or, or she had a sister. So her parents had a child that had um, some disabilities. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so, so the child ended up passing inside the house. Um, the mother ended up passing inside the house. And then several years later, the father ended up passing inside the house. When mom saw this picture, she was like, that's the man that keeps standing at the foot of my bed. And my mom came home and she was like, David, you and Brandon are not allowed inside this house. We're gone. Do not come to this house. Something's just telling me, don't do it. Mm. There was a night that they were gone like two or three days. And I was like, I kind of just want to go, you know, they'll never know. <clears throat> they'll never know. And because that was before like Camera. ring door bells <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. all the things. Luckily I did not go because a fire had started. I was about to say, the was there a fire in the house? And it was the, 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 the detectives were saying that, it started like something electrical. So it was within the walls. So had I been asleep or someone been asleep, it would have just smothered us, you know, Um, we would have had no clue. It uh, unfortunately, like we had fish and, and, you know, and and unfortunately they did not, or, or yeah, they did not survive, but I could have been there, you know? And then a part of me is like, was that him or did my grandfather come to her and say, that was grandpapa tell him, you know, it's like all these things keep happening that should like, how am I alive? <laughs> Thank God. Thank, thank goodness I am. But how the hell <laughs> you have some good spirit guides that have, they are working overtime. They keeping you safe. They are protecting you. And in moments they can't, protect you from everything they are with you to bring you peace and comfort as you go and as you heal they're just there when if you feel like you're not alone it's because you're not yeah Yeah. so the the point of the story is if you feel it believe it if you sense it believe it if your gut tells you believe it believe it at least at least take a moment and be open-minded enough to question it yes Yes, don't just write it off as the air came on or eh, I'm just being paranoid or I'm just that's not right. I'm just being a couple times. <laughs> I've had that happen in my house. Well, I know I know that because I had just listened <laughs> to the episode. That's why I yeah. said that. <laughs> yes, I'm like, are the kids down here? <laughs> oh yeah. It hasn't done it since that day. <laughs> you I, said I, that they know not to use this restroom. And the toilet kept flushing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm about to ground somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you said I have an 11 year old, an 11 year old. Yes, you heard that right. Two 11 year olds. <laughs> and they're not twins. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ashley. Like, I feel like I could talk to you all night. Like, this has been so great. Yes, yes. I feel the same way. 
I have my my littles standing out the door. <laughs> I can hear them. <laughs> yes. Can I give you a hug? Because I usually go to bed about 9.30. So they're kind of like they're lingering to make sure uh. they see me before they go to bed. But before we leave for the day, I just want to ask you, where can people find you? How can they reach you? Give me all the socials. Give me all the details. Where can they find you? Yeah. So I try to make it easy. You can Google David Keck. Um, my The name of my show is Surviving Podcast. It used to be Surviving Abuse Podcast, but then I kind of advanced from that. There's a whole episode on it. So either way, you can find me on all the things with Surviving Podcast or David Keck. And I would love for everyone to check me out, send some love, and let me know where you came from. Like, tell me that you heard me on Ashley's show. Like, I would love that. Absolutely. Go and blow him up. I don't have a ton of following yet, but all five of you, you go and you show (laughs) him some love. (laughs) I will take all of them. Yes. Yes. Every each one of the five or the six, all the love, that's all the love is always welcome. Doesn't matter how big or small. It's love. I love love. Like, that's where it's at. Absolutely. (laughs) And let's have a conversation soon about you being a guest on my show. I would love that. I would love that. I'd probably cry. Just so you know. It'll happen. It'll It'll happen. happen. Yeah, it'll happen. (laughs) Thank you so much, David. I really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. We'll talk soon. Yes, we'll talk soon.